We go to Jim LeCamp, Senior VP Investments at Morgan Stanley, and Joe Lavormia, who's formerly the Chief Economist of the White House National Economic Council. Gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, Joe Lavornia, I begin with you. Uh, I don't think recession is good for stocks. I don't think recession is good for anything. Uh, but the market saying all of our problems are going away because we're heading into a downturn. What do you make of this, Joe Lavornia? Larry, I market S&P, I believe, correct me, I think we're down somewhere around 21%-ish uh, from the beginning of the year. Troughs so the bear market. Market the, the yield curve, the sharp inversion, basically it's for the entire curve, is saying we're in recession, but the and this, this is the market and the bond market are in agreement, at least for now. The Fed is going to pivot sometime soon, maybe about the year at the earliest next year. And they, the markets, the equity market, is the bond market, trying to see that Larry, where the Fed may lose the pace of the balance sheet unwind and then begin reducing rate to me. Uh, in part, why the equity market is where it is, and then lastly, the market something, and I'm talking now the stock market, that any or the recession room will be relatively, but you know who knows uh, that may very well not be the case. Yeah, I mean, I was just on with Kevin Hassett, who thinks we're going to have a continued decline, that the recession is going to deepen, and that inflation um, will come down off the peak, but it's going to be sticky at six or seven percent. Financial problems are likely to emerge, including emerging markets. I mean, look, Jim LeCamp, this S&P 500 is now down 13 percent year to date. It was down about 20, 21 percent. This past week, the Dow was up 946 points, almost a thousand points. The Nasdaq up 557 and the S&P 500 up 169. Jim LeCamp, I mean, I think the bond market's way ahead of itself. Uh, I, I worry about profits. Profits are the mother's milk of stocks. I don't see how profits go up in a recession. Um, some companies did okay, but a lot of companies are showing cracks now in the profit story. What, what do you make of this stock market rally? Okay, so first of all, bear market rallies are sharper and more deceptive because they include elements of short covering and fear of missing out. Um, And in this case, we had unbelievably bearish positioning by hedge funds, by CTAs, by mutual funds, and uh, underinvested on a historic level. And you had overt bearishness also. If you look at the American Association of Individual Investors, those readings are showing historically low readings. So when you eventually when you wash out all of your short-term would-be sellers, all you have left are buyers. And if, if you find a reason to buy, it can create a sharp rally, even if it's a bear market rally. Mm-hmm. So the reasons were the dollar started drifting a little bit. Uh, that has been a positive for equities. Uh, positioning again was way underpositioned uh, on a historic level. Earnings can't come in not as bad as feared. It's not that they're that great. It's just that they're not as bad as feared. And there was some hint of a potential pivot in the Powell press conference when he talked about where rates might top out. 
So is it a bear market rally? I think probably it is. Uh, historically, September, August, uh, early October, that time frame is historically weak, and that's usually in midterm elections when the markets bottom out. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think it's even probable that we have one more leg down. But remember, the markets are forward-looking. So, yeah, we're in a recession, and, and by technical definition, we're in a recession. But the markets are looking uh, ahead of that. They're looking to the Fed pivot. I just think they're ahead of themselves right now. Yeah, that's my take. Uh, Joe Laborni, what is Fed pivot? I think Jay Powell is being very misleading here because the Federal Reserve target for so-called price stability is 2%. Joe, we are not going to get to 2% for a long time. I mean, that's about that's it. There's no magic here. We're not going to get there. So I think he's... I mean, if the if the Fed stop if if they stop their tightening policy with inflation running at six to seven percent, I think that would be a huge mistake, Joe. It's funny, Larry. People this from folks telling me that they thought they did a really good job because the equity market went up. If the equity market goes up and bond yields rally because there's a pivot. Financial conditions ease significantly, and the Fed's job actually becomes a lot harder. But but I think, Larry, you're being too tough on uh, on Jay Powell here. I mean, he's doing the can. The uh, As you know, on the fiscal side and on the side, we've got major problems. Uh, but to me, the market uh, is – the bond market is just saying, look, in this period, along with, with these current policies, we're going to be in this period of basic secular stagnation. And that's perhaps why yields have come down. And the market equity side likes the fact that from a liquidity perspective and the short covering and the positioning – market may just be rallying here and it's temporary. But again, if the economy is a lot weaker than people think, and that's been the trend, then stocks will make another down leg. Yeah, I mean, Joe, you've been calling for a recession. You got it right. You were early, but you got it right. I'm just so surprised at the benevolence of this market. Now, Jim LeCamp, that you made a, that's a good explanation. You got a lot short covering because the world was expected to go to hell in a handbag. So I get that, a bear market rally, I get that. Let me ask another question. Uh, Jim McCamp, I'll go to you. I was talking to Tyler Goodspeed earlier in the show, uh, former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, a very smart guy. He said, he made the statement that the bond market, and you have these, um, you know, tips uh, spreads, the so-called CPI mm-hmm. break-evens. So he said they have a lousy track record of predicting inflation. That was his statement. What do you make of that? I think um, historical models, Larry, um, are uh, going to be very, very muddied up because we have an outrageous amount of debt in our system, more so than we've ever had. So rising interest rates on the short end have a more deleterious effect than they have had historically. I mean, the the bottom line is we reached a Minsky moment, and it's not working anymore, throwing more debt, and we don't know how to get out of it because our balance sheet has gone from $788 million in 2007 to $9 trillion, with 40% of that happening over the last two years. And, And so, yeah, I don't think the bond market knows how to game that. And I don't think the bond market is gaming inflation correctly, to your point, Mm. because I don't think anybody is gaming energy prices correctly. Mm. And energy prices are going to be very, very sticky. We've got a major supply problem. You can talk about demand all you want, 
But the bottom line is we have a major supply problem, and it's being exacerbated by policy. And with if energy prices remain this high, even if we have a rec- an economic recovery, it's going to be a jalopy. It's not going to be any sort of a sports car, and it's going to be veering all over the road because uh, energy prices are going to remain high. That's going to keep those headline inflation numbers high, and it's going to spoil the best laid plans of the Fed. You know, uh, we're going to take a break, but I'm looking uh, at the CRB Futures Index, which I love to look at. It's got everything in there. It's got oil and gas and gold and silver, and it's got uh, steel and iron and lumber. It's got everything. So that thing fell a lot um, in uh, May, June, from 350 down to under 300. But in the last week or two, it's bounced back. Yep. It's bounced back, maybe because interest rates have come down so much. And the weaker dollar. And, and the, so the commodity deflation, at least for the moment, appears to have stopped. And that's a warning signal. I mean, I think the inflation problem is going to be a lot stickier than people think. Joe Vornia, <clears throat> excuse me, in the bond market, you go through the curve, three-month bills, and two-year notes, fives and tens. Every single one of those yields, Joe, is negative real interest rate. They're way under the inflation rate. Now, I don't see how that can continue. Why would anybody buy a bond? Uh, let's take the two-year note. It's 289 at the close on Friday. Uh, the GDP deflator that came out Thursday is 8.9%. Okay? How do you... How do you Square that. The 10 years at 265. I mean, these bonds are so far underwater, I would think nobody would want to touch them. Uh, so I'll give you two reasons, Larry. Structurally, there are a lot of assets. There's life insurance, pension funds that have assets, abilities that have that duration uh, match. So they, they need to buy duration. You need to buy securities, uh, foreign central bank managers. That's sort of the structural reason why there's always a bit in the market, even though fundamentally they may not seem to offer much value. One bid. The cyclical bid, which I think more what you're getting at, uh, is due to the fact that when the curve is inverted, it's saying there's going to be a recession. And if you look at all the recessions since the second post-war, the average drop in inflation is around 7% from peak to trough. So the market is basically 9% inflation rate is going to go to 2%, maybe not next year, but probably the year after, because of a recession. Again, it comes down to the recession bet, how deep, it is, how long is it, and that's basically where you could argue there's value in the market, even though inflation is pretty high today, it will be low going forward. And one last point, look, if you look at the five-year break-even, not to be too long, but that does, inflation is going to be under 3% in the next five years, uh, and of course, people are a bit lower. That's the, that's the rationale for the market, whether it's right or not, that's the rationale. Jim LeCamp, do you, you agree with that? I think that's the rationale. I don't think they I don't think they're gonna do very well with that. As I've said, I think the inflation numbers 
are going to remain stickier than everybody hopes, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because of energy, but also because, I mean, look, we still haven't solved Russia and Ukraine, and uh, we're getting a global fight now for natural resources. And uh, bear in mind, natural resources underperformed every sector of the market for about three decades. And so it may be time for this, this fight over natural resources, whether it's natural gas or energy or, or any of these or food or any of these other things, uh, this is, is turning into a political war. And, and I think it's going to keep prices higher than we've seen in the past. Also, again, we have more debt in the system. So uh, it, it really begs for a long period of stagflation. And, uh, yeah, that, that could mean uh, that these bonds are not very good investments. But I do agree with Joe that you have pension funds. They need to buy them it is by mandate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some will argue that, you know, I'd, I'd rather um, lose money uh, nominally uh, or uh, not nominally but to infl- on, a, on a real basis than nominally just uh, for um, purposes, optical purposes. So I, I don't like these bonds. I wouldn't buy them at all. Uh, I might buy some junk bonds right now. I think they're probably undervalued, uh, but only at only in a fund, only at a discount. Um, I'd, I'd generally stay away from bond funds and the and the bond market. You know, there's a story in the Wall Street Journal this morning: fight runaway inflation with I bonds. You know the I bonds. Right now, they're, they're savings bonds, but they're inflation uh, adjusted. So the yield on the I bond is nine point six two percent. Now, that's that's okay, all right? That's keeping up with inflation, at least to some extent. I-bonds are very interesting. I don't think anybody really looks at them. Well, you can only buy 10000 so it's not going to, for most people, it's not going to be something they can retire on. Oh, 10000 That's no good. Why don't they raise the ceiling? Joe, they should. Morning, um, I want to come back to what you said. You think in th- this recession is going to really bring down inflation that much i mean you know I, joe yeah no i i, I did Larry. but but that's isn't that more, you're on the demand side what about the supply side these guys yeah, are well, raising taxes in a recession huh really oh yeah raising no, that's, taxes that's, well that's going to kill that'll kill demand and that will keep inflation higher and that does run the risk as we've been talking about of a stagflation environment. Yeah. But uh, the, the way I see things is the global economy, look, the U.S. is not dynamic. Uh, the labor market now is effectively a lagging indicator. The U.S. is going to continue to slow. The global economy is weak. China is weakening significantly. Credit creation is drying up. I'm not sure globally where the demand is coming from if the U.S. and China aren't leading it. Europe is a mess. So, you know, whether inflation, Larry, is is, is three next year or four or whatever it might be, my guess is the bond market will stay reasonably bid just because it's expecting that inflation rate to come down. And for the stock market, the stock market has to really see inflation move lower. So I don't think you could see the, the bond market continue to rally and the stock market continue to rally. I'm super optimistic on inflation. And that seems – I'm not super optimistic on inflation, but I do worry about the stock market because I don't like the economy much. Jim LeCamp, what do you – how do you play this? What do you invest in? Right now, you uh, get rid of things that have rallied off the lows that you've been wanting to get rid of. You're mm. you're the mouse that's getting. Uh, you don't want the cheese anymore. You just want out of the trap. Um, <laughs> I like on that. the next sell-off. <laughs> on the next sell-off, which I think bottoms out in late September, early October. 
then you look to buy, and and then you probably look to buy these technology names that are beating their earnings or at least not disappointing. And I think you continue to position in energy on any three, four-day sell-offs in the energy space. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I agree on both counts, especially the energy story. I think that people are going to be surprised because I think interest rates are going back up. I think they're going back up, Joe. I think uh, inflation reports are going to be worse than expected. Whatever your estimate is, I think it's going to be worse. And I think the bond market is in very bad positioning shape. I mean, I just I think it's just way too bullish. Larry, you've become a pessimist. Well, I am in in the short run. I have to be. I mean, look, I'm sitting around here. uh, I was talking to Kevin Hassett about this. Um, Who in their right mind wants to raise taxes in a recession? And that's what this Manchin-Schumer reconciliation bill is. I mean, that is, that's going to hurt demand, but it's going to hurt supply. It's going to hurt investment. They're taxing investment, capital, equipment, at the, exactly the wrong time, Joe. And the thing, I mean, maybe the bill will be stopped, Kirsten Cinema, but I think it's going to go through. And so but It has a nice Orwellian name to yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, that's my problem with this uh, with this whole story, fellas. I don't know. Maybe I'm. But anyway, the cavalry's coming, so you're going to take the house back in early November. So that's that's good. All right, I like that a lot. And the Supreme Court uh, knocked down the EPA, so the regulatory socialism uh, is gotten hurt. So that's a plus. All right, I, I like that very much. But short term, the Congress is spending and taxing. Jim LeCamp, spend, they should be cutting spending and cutting taxes and cutting regulations, and they're not. When the medicine doesn't work and makes you sicker, they keep applying more medicine. That's yeah. their solution, and uh, they, they just don't know any other way. I mean, you have a group of people that don't understand the private sector, or they just don't care because they're trying to further consolidate power. Mm. But what they have shown is they don't understand markets. They've clearly shown they don't understand supply and demand. They've clearly shown they don't understand fossil fuel markets. And and then policy um, uh, disasters are, 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 are causing all of the problems around the world. I mean, hey, Russia-Ukraine is a result of bad policy. And, and, and now we have inflation that's a result of bad policy. And unfortunately, people aren't smart enough uh, to um, elect uh, intelligent, free market, uh, private sector leadership. Well, I think it's coming. Joe, they hate capitalism. That's the bottom line. They hate capitalism. Doing everything they can to subvert capitalism. Anyway, Jim LeCamp, Morgan Stanley, thank you. Joe LaVornia, thank you very much. Appreciate it.